Looking for a graduation gift to inform, inspire, and encourage? When you give a subscription to Christianity Today, you're giving redemptive, relevant news and thoughtful balanced dialogue about the church, current issues, and public theology. Visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to get a discounted student subscription for the graduates in your life. Starting at only $2 per month, this gift will engage and grow their faith throughout the year. Click the link in the show notes or visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to order now. This episode is brought to you in part by Richmond Graduate University. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly. Richmond Graduate University can equip you to become a licensed professional counselor, integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmond.edu. Welcome back to the Questions and Ethics program with Russell Moore. I'm Daniel Patterson, and Dr. Moore, today we've got a question from a pastor who says, I've got the situation, I've got a church member who is pro-choice and vocal about it in the congregation. Should I pursue church discipline for this church member who's pro-choice, he asks. Well, that's a good question. I mean, uh, first of all, I think we need to uh, keep in mind that abortion is a biblical justice issue and a gospel issue. Uh, what, what's, what's happening in an abortion is that a vulnerable human being created in the image of God, uh, as God tells us in, in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, uh, is being sacrificed in a way that is, is killing the one vulnerable person and harming the mother. And often, in many or most cases, also wounding the conscience of the father uh, of this child as well. And so that spirit of murder and that spirit of violence is one that we see in the Scripture as always being contrary to the gospel. And in fact, is, uh, is part of the works of the flesh and the works of the devil in, in the Scripture. And Part of the responsibility of the pastors of the church is to uh, give sound instruction in doctrine and, as Titus tells us in Titus 1.9, to rebuke those who contradict it. And so the understanding that a child in the womb is not a person deserving of protection is not just a political issue. That's a biblical, theological, and moral question. Now, having said that, it would depend on, um, on the state of life uh, that this pro-choice member of your congregation is in, first of all, and it would also depend on uh, what kind of power that pro-choice person has. And here's what I mean by that. What I mean by that is often there are people who are new believers who just are not discipled yet. They, 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 don't, uh, they don't understand uh, the issues involved yet. And so I have a, a friend who is leading a lot of unbelievers to faith in Christ in a very secular 
uh, northeastern city. And he says when the Planned Parenthood videos started coming out, some of them started saying, now, wait a minute, uh, am I pro-life because I'm a Christian? Did I commit to that? And so he's having to walk them through, here's what the Scripture teaches about life, and here's what the Scripture teaches about the unborn and, and, and so forth. That's not someone who is in rebellion against the truth of God. That's someone who they've spent their entire lives in one ideology and way of thinking, and now they're being introduced to a biblical reality that is very different, and they're simply being they're simply being taught. Uh, I wouldn't discipline that person who's initially. Now, wait a minute. Why why can't I be pro-choice? I would deal with that in terms of someone who is uh, who is long in the faith and who nonetheless is rejecting uh, what the scripture teaches about the image of God and about uh, the vulnerable. I would also take into account, as I said, the sort of power that this uh, pro-abortion rights person would, would have. So, again, I would have patience with that person who's a a relatively new believer who says, well, I don't agree with abortion, but I think that that, that the government shouldn't have anything to do with it. I would have a very different perspective on that from someone who is making decisions right now about the abortion of, of innocent children. So if you have someone who is a an abortionist, for instance, or someone who is uh, serving as a lobbyist for uh, Planned Parenthood or some other uh, abortion rights uh, organization, well, now you have an immediate sort of um, conflict between that person's life and biblical truth. And in that case, I would say I would do exactly what uh, one would do with someone who's involved in any other pattern of sin or injustice. Following Christ means ending this abortion practice, or uh, following Christ means that you're no longer going to be lobbying for the destruction of innocent uh, human children and the, and the harming of their mothers. And so you take into account that, and then beyond that, I think long before you ever get to the question of church discipline, what we need is the careful teaching from the Bible about the sanctity of human life. What does it mean that the first time that John the Baptist and our Lord Jesus meet one another, it's not on the Jordan River, it is in utero, where our Lord Jesus is within the womb of his mother Mary, and John the Baptist is within the womb of his uh, mother, uh, mother Elizabeth, and is filled with the Spirit, and he's referred to as John, and he recognizes, Elizabeth says, his Lord. Uh, by by leaping within the womb. So taking time, not just on Sanctity of Human Life Sunday, not just kind of the Sunday before some federal election, but to walk through, this is what the image of God means. This is why the unborn matter to God. This is why the poor and the vulnerable matter to God. This is why Women who are in uh, in vulnerable pregnancies and in times of crisis, this is why they matter to God. Start teaching that from the pulpit and then in the ministries of, of the church. I was uh, just yesterday, before I'm recording this, uh, teaching the junior high and, and high school kids uh, at my church. And we had kind of an open question and answer time, and someone asked about the Planned Parenthood videos. So I taught on abortion, and then... I I spent a lot of time saying it might be that someone in this room 
is going to end up in an unplanned pregnancy. Maybe even while you're in high school, you become pregnant or, or you get someone pregnant. Here's how you address that. Come to us, come to the church, uh, because I want to try to circumvent the sort of uh, the sort of going underground that tends to happen in pregnancy situations where young women uh, believe that if they were to come to their church, they would be shamed or rejected. And so they go under cover of darkness to uh, Planned Parenthood or some other atrocious uh, abortion uh, industry outlet, promising them to fix it and ending up with, with violence. And so to stand up and say, here's how you will be received by the body of Christ if you come forward in that situation, and here's how we'll seek to minister to you when you're in that situation. Make sure that you're taking time positively teaching what the Scripture says so that people aren't uh, suddenly surprised uh, when they realize that God is committed to life and that that life includes the lives of the unborn. That would be my counsel. Thanks for joining the Questions and Ethics program. If you have a question you'd like Dr. Moore to answer, email it to questions at erlc.com, and we hope you'll join us next week when we apply the gospel to the pressing issues of the day. This episode was brought to you in part by United We Pray. United We Pray is a podcast devoted to praying and thinking about racial strife, especially between Christians. Come join us in praying for the unity of God's people.